We continue talking Golden State Warriors basketball. Series tied at 1-1 as it resumes Friday night at the Oracle. And always a pleasure to talk to the Warriors center, Andrew Bogut. Andrew, what's up, ma'am? Not much. How you going? Tremendous. Are, uh, are, AC, are ACDC just gods down in Australia still? Yeah, it's still pretty big time. I mean, that that they're still kick-ass. I, I, I could listen to them in 20 years, and they'll still be kick-ass. And I would still go watch Malcolm out there. I think it was Malcolm with the uh, the tuxedo. I'm not sure which one it was, but that guy, that whole band just rocks. Yeah, they're, uh, they're definitely one of the best. So tell us a little bit about uh, the mindset going into last night's game without David Lee. Um, well, obviously, just, just go out there and, and play our game. We thought we... Um, you know, uh, had a had a real good chance to win game one, and and obviously uh, was stung right at the end. And Andre Miller obviously had a career night, um, and we knew game two if we played a similar game, and and uh, obviously helped me shoot 66 percent from the field. But we we just we just shared the ball well. Um, everyone that seemed to come on and play, Festus, Draymond Green, even guys that, that didn't have big stat nights, all contributed so much to to getting that win. And it was it was just a huge win. I think everyone. You know, one through twelve um, played a key role. At what point during the game, when a shot went up from twenty-five feet, did you just say, "I'm not even going to try to get an offensive rebound" because there's not going to be an offensive rebound? Um, I mean, that, that's what it was like. You, you looked at the look at the rebound count for the game. I think it was, you know, it was fifty combined rebounds between yep. both teams, something like that. Which is just that's a crazy stat when 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 there's a hundred and twenty points scored. You know, you, you just don't see that. Um, and that's when you kind of know, you know, I think at three-quarter time, it was like 25 to 15 rebounds, and you're like, wow, like we're really shooting the ball well. Talk about the uh, the rebounds uh, a bit, because I know that was going to be one of the major points of emphasis in this series for you guys. Transition defense was going to be one, keep them out of the paint, another one, but keeping them, out, keeping them off the offensive glass. They're the number one offensive rebounding team in the league by percentage, and I think I, I've I've said this stat over and over again, so if I'm saying it for the 20th time uh, and you're listening, bear with me. They rebounded 30% of their available misses on the offensive end. You guys have held them to about 15% of misses on the offensive end. I know that was a point of emphasis, but what's allowed you to be successful in doing that? I think it's one through five. Um, everyone needs to be involved on the boards. We know that if we don't secure the basketball, we're not going to have a chance to, to, to go and score at the other end. So whether it's, you know, if I go and help, on a help side drive, I gotta know that Clay Thompson and Seth Curry are cracking down on my mm-hmm. man and making sure that Kenneth Farid or Javel McGee doesn't get a, an easy run to the basket. So it's everybody that's doing a great job and obviously uh, when you got five guys boxing out it makes it much tougher for them and, and we've we've done a great job of it so far. We need to keep doing that. One of the things that has hurt you a little bit over the uh, first two games is Ty Lawson's penetration. Uh he's tough to stay in front of no matter who you are. He's just super quick and he finds a way to get to the rim. That's kind of his kind of his game is there anything that can be done in terms of keeping him from getting because once he gets that head of steam i don't care who you are you're not staying in front of him uh man-on-man defense is it something that you accept is going to happen occasionally because that is how he plays or are there things you can do to make sure you limit his penetration well we're not, we're not overly concerned i mean he's getting in the paint but he's, he's so good at doing that against anybody in the league that you know it's not going to change against us what, what we're trying to do is make him finish at the rim um i'm committing late He's penetration and trying to make him finish over the top of me. If I can get the block, I get it. If I don't, I change a shot. Um, but we want we want him pulling, pulling up for pull up jumpers. We think that's that's like his strength. So if he can if he, if he penetrates and we he pulls up for a free throw line jumper and he makes him, we'll live with that all day long. So uh, we have our certain you know um, keys keys of emphasis that we 
that we look at uh, with Ty Lawson, and one of them is we're not overly concerned if he's getting in the paint as long as he's not, you know, getting open layups or kicking out the open shooters. But you know, Denver are shooting the ball as, as, as well as they like in the three neither, so that's definitely playing into our hands. Talking to Andrew Bogut, Warriors tied 1-1, Game Three at the Oracle this Friday night. How good did that back pick on Iguodala feel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. I mean, they they uh, they were pressuring us full court, so. Um, you know, whenever that, as you know, whenever that happens and a guards are getting getting heat put on them, you, you run up there and you you, you know you, you crack one of their guys and their whole team sees it and they stop picking up full court after that. So um, nothing dirty in it. You know, uh, it's, if there's anyone to blame, it's 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 the big guy that was guarding me. I think it was Cooper or McGee at the time called the screen. So um, don't get you know don't get mad at me. Oh, absolutely. No, I was applauding you. I, I enjoyed. Oh no, no, I'm just saying. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about their team. Yeah. One of, them, one of them tried to say something to me during the game, and I said, you need to go after your own, your own teammate. You know, he, he calls a screen, he doesn't get nailed. Absolutely. Don't, don't look at me. No, that's exactly what I used to say. It ain't my fault. I'm just setting a screen. You know, you want somebody to yell out screen, get on your own, man, for running running back down the court with his head turned the wrong way. Exactly right. And that was funny about it, too, because I thought, uh, actually, they thought it was an illegal pick. I didn't think it was an illegal pick. I mean, you, you turned your elbow just, or your shoulder maybe a little bit into him, but then... Koopas goes down and sets a decent-looking pick, and he gets called called for a foul. I thought their bench was going to explode at that time, but they seem to take it okay, I guess. Well, I mean, it makes up for the two they caught on me in the first five minutes. I mean, yeah, that's right. One of them, I mean, they play, they play off screens, and, and to call those in the first two, two, uh, five minutes obviously um, hurt me a little bit because it took, took me out of my rhythm. But, yeah. Um, they, I think the, you know, the good thing about the referees last night is they're consistent. They called moving screens early. And they called him late, so um, we definitely can't fault the way they refereed the game. Yeah, I thought that was I thought that was a a big adjustment that you guys made from game one to game two. Was that a lot of the high screen and rolls in game one were the one four screen rolls that Wilson Chandler could just sit on and double team? You guys ran a lot of the one five pick and rolls uh, up top in game two, and McGee and Kufus weren't nearly as effective as trying to get out on that. And I thought it opened up a lot of opportunities for Steph Curry to get real nice looks. Yeah, not only that, when they when they when we ran one four, um, even even one four down screens or one four pick and roll, they, they were just switching because they had, you know, Wilson's really a, a three man playing yep. the four spot, so so they they kind of screw up our, our whole spacing by just switching it, and then then we have no no advantage, and then we've got to kind of go on with one on one basketball. Whereas if I'm, you know myself or Festus sit in the middle pick and roll, they can't switch it to get a help, and then we're rolling to the basket. You saw Festus in the fourth quarter; they got got two dunks in a row because yep. they're so scared to help off a of Clay Thompson or a Steph Curry, so. Um, that offense, you know, has been, has been really quick in the last game. The one thing uh, I'm wondering if you're you're concerned about it as all at all is uh, I think you put him on the free throw line 28 times in the first game, 38 times in the second game. Is that something moving forward in this series that you're going to have to cut down on a little bit? Uh, a little bit, but you know what? They're, they're, they're so good. I mean, they're, they're the best point uh, pain point team in the league, so yeah. they they get in the paint a lot. Um, so. We don't want to give up easy baskets, and I'll, I'll take a hard foul over an open layup any day, and if they're not the free throws down, so be it. But if we're giving them easy layups and an ones, that's when we're in trouble. So look, we'll take we'll take 25, you know, 30 free throws that yeah. stops open layups, um, and adjust them there. But we, we need to just keep protecting the paint. I think we did a good job of it yesterday, even though they got to the line a fair bit. They, they only had probably five or six, you know, wide open bunks of layups for the game. How big was the second quarter yesterday? You guys came out with a lineup, I, if I remember correctly, it was Steph and Carl Landry, and then you had Azili and Draymond Green and Richard Jefferson. And I, I was wondering at the time when I was watching the game where you guys were going to go to for 
for production offensively with that lineup because it's not a lineup I've seen a lot of. Richard hits a three-pointer. Draymond hits a three-pointer. Vest has uh, scored, I think, a bucket or two. Carl Guy, I think he had the 13 bench points in that quarter. How big was that little stretch where guys came in and not only contributed offensively but did some nice things? I thought Draymond had some really nice passes. The offensive rebound, the kick out to Clay Thompson for a three, the offensive or the defensive rebound, and the full-court outlet pass that led to a fast break. I mean, he did some really nice stuff. But I thought that the beginning of the second quarter was key, that that lineup came in and not only you know held the lead steady, they increased it for you guys. Yeah, that basically most most part of the year has been you know, a main reason why we, we were out where we were at with our record and making the playoffs. I mean, they've, they've really picked up the slack in a lot of games. And, and, and yesterday, you know, yesterday was was like like most games. Um, you know, like, like I said earlier, those, you know, the guys you mentioned, Draymond and Rich Jefferson, I mean, they, they did things that don't show up on the stat sheet that was huge for us. And, and that, that, you know, second chance opportunities to kick out for a three. I mean, Rich was, was aggressive when he got in. Um, the defense, they're talking. And, and when you when you got guys like that, you know, most people just pick up a stat sheet and say, oh, okay, Draymond only had five and three, he didn't play well, but he was one of our, you know, most important players yesterday. Got some key rebounds and and some key defensive stops. So, um, like I said, you know, yesterday was a true team effort, and uh, hopefully, we can give it up. Hey, Andrew, how big do you think it was for some of the guys that didn't have any playoff experience going into this uh, series? Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, uh, Harrison Barnes, who's a rookie. They, they really, it didn't seem to phase them at all, even in game one. But to have the games that they had in game two on the road against the Nuggets. How much do you think that does for everyone's confidence coming back home to the Oracle on Friday? Well, it does a lot. I think it just goes to show then that the game itself, I've said this many times, but doesn't change. Um, it's still five on five. You've still got three referees. The only thing that changes is, you know, you've got a sold out arena. You're on, you're on national TV every game and there's much more, you know, instead of five journalists here, there's, there's 30 or 40. That's the only thing that changes. So, uh, we knew if we just played our game and those guys just play basketball at the end of the day, it's the same, it's the same thing as a regular season. Um, there's no need to put extra pressure on yourself just because of the playoffs. What do you think about that Harrison Barnes reverse freaky dunk? Well, not just that. He had the one before that where he dunked on him again, going baseline. So he he's been he's been really good for us, um, especially in the starting you know the starting five. We, we moved him to the fourth spot, and coach made a great adjustment to starting five and put him on Wilson Chandler, and it took them out of some stuff. And and Harrison, you know, um, was very aggressive on the other end. And you know, he's a kid, a young kid. You know, he's a humble young kid. He works, you know, he works his butt off. He's always in the gym working on his game. And I'm, I'm not really that surprised that he that he played that well because I can definitely see him being him being a very good player in the future. Okay, look, the first dunk I could have done that. I could have done the first dunk. The second dunk, <laughs> it was still on him. I couldn't have done off a trampoline. It was still on him. That's, that was the great thing. It was on Randolph and this, you know, the it was incredible. Randolph goes for it again and gets, you know, gets smacked on. But look, I've been on the, I've been on the other end of those as well. So, um, you know, I've been dunked on twice, two games. I don't really care. I'm still going to try to block every other shot. So, um, that's part of the game. It was a great second goal, but it obviously was a big play for us. Well, see, you can block shots. So I expect centers to go after shots and, uh, it's not that big a deal if they get dunked on because they're willing to go over there and do what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to go over there and try to, Try to block shots. Would you think less of me if I told you that I wasn't a big shot blocker and I usually tried to get out of the way? Well, that's, that's, I think that's worse in my opinion. Um, <laughs> but I think I think if you if you if you are right there in your time, you can jump and, and have a shot at it, and you move out of the way. I think that's that's softer than going for the dunk. If you get dunked on, I mean, this day and age of social media and all these kids that, that think they're heroes on Twitter or will we'll post, you know, saying, ah, you got dunked on, you know, RIP, all those funny things. I really don't care. You know, if I get dunked on yeah. five, six times in a row, I'm going to still go to block at the seventh and eighth time. Um, you know, and that's just, that's just the mindset yeah. of, of me protecting the paint. 
Okay, what if I didn't actually go for the ball? What if I just went up there and hit someone with an elbow right across the chest, not even oh, trying good. to go for yeah, the ball? That's good. Okay. Because I, mean, I did that, too. you got to do one or the other. <laughs> honestly, that's, that's what most coaches preach in the NBA. If you're a big fella, um, try to block the shot. Take the charge or a hard foul. Don't just don't just move out of the way and you know kind of like a like a you know uh, against the bull you know waving the red the red towel and and uh, let the guy right, go right past you. Yeah, I think what you're saying is don't be a puss. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Talking to Andrew about the Golden State Worth. Are you ready for the noise on Friday night? Uh, th- these guys are. I mean, they're going to be insane. They were insane six years ago when they played the Mavericks. I would expect nothing less after you guys won the game in Denver last night, that it is going to be an absolute zoo Friday night at the Oracle. Yeah, we want to see the, the six years of pent-up through frustration that they've had all, all come out in game three and four. So that'll be um, you know, a great atmosphere for us. Our fans have been great all year, and, and we know that in the playoff series, we don't, they, don't, they don't really need those seats in the arena. They, can, they, they all stand the whole game from what I hear. So um, hopefully they can get on the Denver crowd a little bit because there was a couple of uh, fans getting on us. Um, riding up behind the bench, which is always good fun, but hopefully we can tenfold that and get after those guys through. Hey, Andrew, well done, man. It was uh, fun to be there watching the game. It was a hell of a game uh, last night. We'll look forward to being out there again Friday, and I always enjoy the conversation, and best of luck this Friday at the Oracle, man. Always, man. See you later. All right, Andrew, thanks, man. appreciate it. Once again, if you're going to the game this Friday night, get there early. Got the A's game. going to be a lot of people out there.